when I was in school, in the eighth grade, we had some fashion show, and it was only all the thin girls that were selected for it. And I was like, why can't I do this? Like, why am I always the kid who's debating and into all the LA things? Also, I was a little tall as compared to the other girls in my grade, and I went to an all-girls school. So I was always cast as the male in school plays. You know, all those things would just keep play on my mind. Why am I not the princess? From Healthify Me, this is Healthify Talks. On this podcast, we document the stories of human capability. It's about what's possible if we push ourselves outside of our comfort zones. And on today's episode, the story of Anahis Patil. How she went from not being able to climb four flights of stairs to deadlifting over 100 kgs. Now for us to fully understand her story, we have to go all the way back to when Anahis was a kid. And as a child, she was an overachiever. As a kid, I've been, you know that kid who was extra nerdy in class, never really comes second, always first place, kind of cribs if she gets 19 on 20 on a test. That was me. So I was very, very academically inclined and very inclined towards my extracurriculars as well. I've been into debating, elocution, public speaking. I also did ballet for 10 years. I've more or less been, you know, the smart kid in class who also does the debates and the dramatics and the elocution, etc. But one thing, if I could say I lacked through my childhood, was playing a sport. So because of ballet, I had some sort of physical activity going on as well, but not to the extent that a child should have. Even when you talk about going down and playing with your friends in the colony, I did not have much of that would be restricted to, say, like half an hour a week at max. Anahis, when you were younger, did being chubby in school impact you at all? Is it something that you even thought of at that period of time? When I was in school was when in the eighth grade, we had some into school fashion show and it was only all the thin girls that were selected for it and I was like why can't I do this like why am I always the kid who's debating and into all the LA things and like there's just no like explanation also I was a little tall as compared to the other girls in my grade so I was always cast and I went to an all-girls school so I was always cast as the male in school plays so, uh, you know, all those things would just keep playing on my mind. Why am I not the princess? So, I mean, all those things, they did come to me, but never like, never as much as it actually hit me once I was in college and when your looks start mattering and when the boys come into the picture. So, yeah, I was um, never really in school, but college, yes. So what happened in college and, and why did it matter more when you were there? And if you could also just describe the moment when you realized you had put on a little bit of weight. After the 12th grade, I took a two-month-long holiday to Melbourne. So I would get out, explore the city, and uh, you know how rich and great the food over there is. So I sort of started indulging. And when it's summer over here, it's winter over there, right? So um, I was always covered in layers, and I didn't really see myself gaining that much weight. But at the end of those two months, I was 10 kgs up. And like, so I'm 5'4", and I was around um, 64, 65, which is not exactly skinny. It's not exactly huge as well. 
But when, like, at the end of those two months, I was 76 kgs heavy. When did it hit me? When the jeans that I wore when I was going to Melbourne, those jeans didn't fit me. Like, they didn't climb up my thighs. And that's when I was like, okay, what's up, you know? And um, I don't know. So I got back and I flew back and I was really excited to see my parents after two whole months. And I get out of the airport. And uh, the first thing my mom tells me in Gujarati is like, Rise, what's wrong with you? You've become so fat. And I was like, oh, really? Like that far? I don't see it. And every single person I ended up meeting after that trip just told me, oh my God, what's happened to you? You've become huge. Uh, so that's when it sort of started hitting me that really, am I really that heavy? And then I got onto the scales and I was a whole 10 kgs up from what I was before I left. So obviously you feel a little bad. Actually, I felt very bad because I was always used to listening to very nice things about me. Oh, now he's just so smart. Oh, now he's, you know, you're acing everything in college and you're the reason we're winning this. And now everyone's like, oh, dude, you're so fat. Like, what happened to you? Yeah, definitely. I, I can only imagine how, how tough that must have been. And I, I just wanted to ask, was there a particular day or moment after all of this where you decided to actually begin to start transforming your body and health. And if you could also just elaborate on some of the challenges that you faced at the start of that journey, that'd be great. Sure. So the moment was, I live on the fourth floor and we don't, it's an old Parsi building where you don't have lifts. So I had to climb those four floors every day and like the half and the buff and the struggle was that was definitely one of the aha moments that you asked me about. But yeah, I had to lose weight in a way that it wasn't going to injure me or stress out my joints. And with someone who had very, very minimal knowledge about it initially, also is sort of convincing my parents that eating four eggs a day is not bad for me. And I even remember the first time a box of whey protein came home. So I made myself an Amazon account and ordered it. And it came home and you know how intimidating whey protein boxes look like they're, you know, just some sort of steroid. So uh, the box came home, my mom was like, what is this? And like she took the box in her hand and obviously amino acid and stuff like that was written. And she misread it as ammonia acid. She sort of <laughs> thought I was on some sort of weird powder and some sort of steroid. It was really funny. You know, I think everybody who has bought whey protein, has had that exact same conversation with, with our mothers. So I know a lot of people will be able to resonate. But I, I got to ask you, after all of this reading and all of the learnings that actually came from transforming your body and, and putting on a ton of strength, what would be the top three exercises that you would recommend people start and begin their transformations with? So... As you know, I'm an advocate of weight training, okay, weight and strength training, because I feel like everyone should do it and everyone deserves to be stronger and a better version of themselves. But definitely, you cannot walk into a gym and pick up 10 kgs and just start curling them. That's not how it works. You probably won't be able to. So start with body weight exercises. There's a minimal risk of injuring yourself as well. So obviously, I'm not going to tell you to start with conventional regular push-ups. I'm going to have you start with push-ups with your knees to the floor and stuff like that. Also, box squats. Basically, you put a chair behind you and you sort of squat to depth, which is at least parallel or a little below. 
to really sort of build strength in your legs. And the third one, I would say something for the back. So you have those resistance bands that you can attach to a door and sort of work on your lats. I think that's a great way to sort of train your back. Even rows, like pulling resistance bands, like you attach them to the door and you sort of sit and you pull them. That is also something great. For me, at the gym, if there were three exercises, it would be the squat, the bench and the deadlift, for sure. And that's, of course, how I train. Um, it's a very power building style of training that I do. Compound exercises literally will train multiple muscles in your body all at once. So would definitely recommend those. Awesome. Those are three great workouts. And I want to ask you from the nutritional perspective now. When you were first starting this transformation, what did your your diet actually look like? And at the end, again, of this entire learning experience, what advice would you give to somebody who's starting this dieting process? I experimented a lot. There was a lot of trial and error. I've done keto. I have done one meal a day. And what eventually worked best for me was just a sustainable calorie deficit. Now, you need to understand that whether you're doing keto, you're doing one meal a day, you're doing intermittent fasting, whatever you're doing, if you're on a weight loss journey, you need that calorie deficit. You need the negative energy sort of expenditure thing because unless your body is feeding off its own fat, how are you going to lose weight? You know, so I started off with keto. I genuinely enjoyed keto because it was eating all the stuff I really liked. So whether it was meat or eggs or cheese, um, I was all easily available to me, right? And uh, I actually did lose around 5 kgs on it. But again, basic principle of calorie deficit, right? If I wasn't in a deficit, my weight would not budge, you know? So, and then I educated myself and learned more and understood that, you know, and he's you love rice and you can eat rice and lose weight. You know, it's not like you have to just take carbs out of your diet. So getting out of that whole keto phase and getting into a more sustainable approach, you know, it takes time. Like people think they can make these massive lifestyle changes overnight. It does not work that way. You sort of have to, um, you know, give your body time. You have to understand your body well enough to see what is suiting you, what's not. So um, that's what my philosophy has always been. And sort of making that change, again, came from reading and knowing how calorie deficits work, how you have to split your macros, having the knowledge to actually download an app and sort of start tracking your macros. Like, I still remember I'd asked one of my friends, like, oh, how many calories does one almond have? Uh, you know, and stuff like really uh, know me, stuff like that. It's science and you can't defy science. <laughs> I love ending, though, on you can't defy science. You can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't defy science. That's true. I, I want to end with, with one question, Anahis, and it's just if you had one piece of advice for someone who's in a very similar situation to where you were when you were starting this fitness journey, what would it be? Fitness is not a 21-day challenge. It's a lifelong journey. That's what I preach all the time. It's 365 days a year that you're hitting a gym and if you're still not able to go to the gym for 30 days, which is like 10%, around 10% of that, you're still hitting the gym for like the rest 
of the year you know it's something that you have to enjoy you have to stick to the basics you have to trust the process you have to have enough knowledge you have to read up and no one else is going to do it for you like i can't get into your body and work out for you it's the drive that has to come internally and there will be external battles there will be people close to you that'll sort of want to restrict what you have to do but if you really want to do it you will find a way to do it and stick to your calorie deficit eat your protein and you'll be fine perfect amazing place to wrap up anahi thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show no i'm glad it was my pleasure thanks so much We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Healthify Talks brought to you by Healthify Me. Our goal with this show is to share the people and stories behind transformations and to show that really it's within all of us to improve if we put our mind to it. So if you're looking for a healthy dose of motivation to help you on your journey towards change, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform to never miss an episode. Last but not least, download the Healthify Me app and get started on your fitness journey today. The link and further description will be in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you in the next one.